What is up, what is up, what is up, everyone? Look, y'all, this month, until further notice, is entitled Boss Month. Join us today as we talk to the kingdom boss herself, Miss April Green. You all, this podcast episode is so powerful. She's dropped so many gems in it that you will definitely be blessed from it. Also, you all, we do apologize for the little bit of tech issues that we have throughout the episode in one little spot. But definitely stay tuned because this episode is going to bless you. Be blessed. Peace. What is up? What is up? What is up? Everyone, everyone, everyone. It is another day, another time, and another week for a way from the web podcast. You all, you all, you all, look, y'all, this month, we are entitling it Boss Month. Last week, we just had Boss Lady, which is a major boss in music on here. And this week, y'all, this woman does so much. I just can't say that she's a boss in one area, but she's a two-time best-selling author. She is an interior designer. She is a grief coach. She does a little bit of everything. And I'm talking about none more, no else than Miss April Green. So you all sit back, relax, let this theme song play. And as the theme song is playing, I want you to like, share, tag, rate this podcast, and let everybody know that Away From The Web is on. Let's go. Hello, hello, Miss April. How are you? I'm doing amazing. How are you doing? I am great. I'm great. I'm great. So, you all, I just met this woman probably, what, a couple of days ago? Yes. (laughs) And, like, literally, we ain't even going to say how we met, but literally, the minute I met her, like, I knew, okay, bet, I have to interview her. Oh, (laughs) So let's talk a little bit about this and let's jump right in to these questions. Uh, First question that I have for you, when I say kingdom boss mindset, what comes to your mind? Yes, um, kingdom boss mindset, I would definitely say um, actually being led by God. Um, Of course, he said, write the vision, make it plain. Um, And I have done that. But just aligning yourself to the purpose and will that God has for your life, um, you will always come on top. Um, just putting him first, um, just the advancing the kingdom, um, just through entrepreneurship, through what he has called you to do. I feel that. I feel that. 
I definitely agree with that. And that would definitely describe you. <laughs> so Thank how did you. you get started writing? And no problem. Yeah, so I started writing back in 2020. It was the, in the middle of COVID and the opportunity came to me. Um, I remember um, one of my friends, she had, you know, she wanted to do a book. She wanted to get some co-authors, Christian kingdom boss women together to write a book um and i remember my mom had just recently got sick so i was traveling to mississippi and when the opportunity came to me god told me to do it right um i really don't jump on anything unless i you know put it before him and he tell me yeah to go for it um and so when the opportunity came to me i was going through the most trying time of my life right so as I was writing, I started healing. Um, my first book, um, Prayers for the Boss Babe, is a devotional. Um, as soon as we dropped the book, in six hours, we became number one nationwide. Um, Come so at on. that moment, I was Come like, God, on. I knew that the purpose of me writing was bigger than me. I knew that what I went through or have gone through, it wasn't just for me, it was for someone else. And so I'm very honored um, in that in that capacity. You said within six hours, yes, number one? Yes, yeah, six hours we became number one. Then when we dropped volume two, the same day we became number one. So I'm actually a three times best-selling um, author because I forgot. Let I me put some about. respect on your name. Let me put some respect <laughs> on your name and my Birdman voice. Let me put some respect on it. Yeah, God is amazing. He's amazing. Um, but um, I got into writing just going through things, like just basically being vulnerable and allowing God to heal me as I write because you know, oftentimes what we do is we go through things and we brush it under the rug. You know what I'm saying? We just push it mm -hmm. under the rug and don't really deal with it. And so when I had to, when I started writing and the situations when God started bringing them back to me, I was like, man, I thought I was healed from this. And so he healed me <laughs> as I was writing. And so for me to, you know, openly talk about, you know, certain things that I have encountered in my life, I had to be healed from it. Right. And so, I love writing. I always, like, I love English. I always journaled, um, but I didn't know that I was going to be an author. I didn't know God was going to take me in this route in the middle of COVID, you know? So I'm, I'm very blessed. I think COVID did, what COVID did was it made us sift the way that we did ministry in a lot of ways. Yes. Where we was no longer within the four walls of the church. Right. And we have to reach those in a different way, because I can be honest, a lot of the stuff that I do happened from COVID. Being locked in and God's like, OK, now that I have your attention and you're not running here and there, running here and there, doing everything right. else, get focused on what I've told you I need you to do. That's so. true. Mm -hmm. And uh, another thing that you said was where you said it was healing you while you was writing. Yes. I can be a witness to that, where being a preacher, a lot of the times the message hits me before it even hits the congregation, because I'm like, ooh, Lord, I ain't ready to talk about this. I don't want to <laughs> deal with this. Like, right. Lord, send somebody else to do it. Pick somebody else to give his word. He's like, no, mm -mm. Right. I need you to do it. True. 
So, okay, let's go on. Now that we know that you are a three-time best-selling author, <laughs> how does it feel being a three-time, not one, not two, but three-time best-selling author? Yeah, I don't count it lightly at all. Um, it has opened many doors and opportunities. Um, I mentor young authors in um, Jamaica. I have been on many podcasts, many interviews with people, radio shows. So I just opened a lot of doors uh, for God. You know, when they said that um, he will give you nations. Um, mm -hmm. I haven't been to Jamaica, but my name is there. You know, it's like mm. God has really been amazing. Like for having my, you know, for having my books on platforms as Amazon, as Barnes and Noble, at Walmart.com. I don't count it lightly. I'm just a a young girl from Mississippi, you know, just just had a dream and a hope that when I pursued and left Mississippi six years ago, um, the move to Houston, Texas, I only have faith. I only have faith, and I didn't know what was in for in front of me. And so God has definitely um, blessed my territory. Um, I'm always going to remain humbled. Um, God just put me in a position where I could just reach others, you know through the writing and through, you know, if someone aspiring to be an author, they always ask me, how do you write? Or how did you get into it? And I always tell them, just write. Like, I, sometimes we make it seem so hard and what it is. And as I was writing and going through the coaching of writing and, you know, we had different coaches and people coming to assist us. Um, what I learn from that is just start writing like you're journaling and that's what editors are for and that's what you know people are in place to help you um structure it um so i would definitely say um being a best-selling author has definitely opened my mind up to knowing that my name will always like books would never get old <laughs> they would be mm -hmm. here generations and years and years after we have gone on and so just to leave a legacy for my daughter, um, from one, um, but to also show people, you know, people that look like me that you can do it, you know, that God is no respect a person, you know, if he allowed me, you know, these doors to open for me, he would definitely do it for you as well. I feel that. That's big right there. So now that we've talked about you being an author, let's talk about you being a grief specialist. Okay. What is a grief specialist? Because a lot of people don't know. Yeah, uh, it's crazy because my certificate um, of becoming a Christian grief specialist coach just arrived the other day in the mail. But um, come on, it, it was back in November 2021. I will never forget. Uh, my mom had transitioned. I had got the news that my mom something was going on with my mom. Unexpectedly, she passed away. Transitioned. Um, in the middle of that, my family is in Mississippi. I'm here in Houston. And I only had God and I I experienced God in another way. I experienced him as a daddy, not so mm. much just as a father. And so when I went to Mississippi, we did the homegoing celebration on my mom. Um, I started, I know I needed healing, right? I know I needed to start healing from, you know, just from the loss of a parent. Um, and God told me, he said, I want you, I'm gonna allow you to grieve with grace. 
but I'm going to allow you to help someone else. And then at that moment, I didn't want to help anyone. Like I was just feeling like Job. I had lost so much, not even just with my mom, but in the midst of that, I was losing friendship and I lost relationships. I just lost so much. And I just felt like everything was crumbling down. And so I remember this lady that I was very connected with, she, um, she was a coach and she was certifying people to become a grief specialist coach. And I know in the middle of a COVID, a lot of people lost, not just, I know that a lot of people lost not only loved ones, but they lost careers. They lost friendship. They just lost in general. Right. And at the same time. And so I wanted to really grab and get into helping someone else. And so that's when I took her courses. It was very intense. Um, but I have, um, have had, had, uh, have had clients, um, where I offer free sessions to, um, to just help them through life journey. And so I would definitely say, I'm going to pick that back up in 2024. I kind of let it go down these past couple of months, but it's very much needed. You know, mental health is very important and along with grief, um, not just losing loved ones, but also losing just careers. And, you know, I have, I have. Had a great loss of losses, um, but I also have, you know, God has seen me through. And so I would definitely, I'm definitely in a position now as that title as a grief specialist coach to assist someone else. Sometimes what God does is he allows us to go through some things in order Mm -hmm. to strengthen somebody else. Like he said in his road, when uh, he was talking to Peter, he said, the devil would sift you. If the devil was to have his way, he would sift you as weak. But I mm-hmm. prayed for you, Simon, yes. that you would not fall to temptation. And once you have made it through, mm-hmm. strengthen your brothers. Yes. So that's what you're doing. Once you done made it through right. your situation of grief, counseling, and grief, dealing with grief, which you never get through it. It's never. always there. Mm-hmm. It's always there, but now that you're at a place to where that you can help somebody else, you're going back, and yeah. it's not like you have forgotten where you came from. You're like, you know what? I've been where you're at. Mm-hmm. No, I'm not 100% yet, but let me show you how I got to where I am now. Yes, yes, and I learned that, and just through the mentorship of that, that grief never goes away. You learn to adjust to it, and so how I get through grief wouldn't I would never try to put that on someone else because we all grieve differently, right? But I I just, I guess I'm just an outlet where they can vent and they can be their self um, and get through it and give them strategies, of course, from God on how he downloads through that session on how to maneuver through. And so we all have experienced grief in some way, but like you said, it never goes away. We learn to adjust to it. Yeah. yeah. Definitely, definitely. And Loki, you done answered number five, why we <laughs> specialists need it. Yes, so let's go yes. to number six. How okay. did you get into designing? Yes, how did I get into designing? So it was COVID again. I had pivoted. Um, I Everyone knew me as um, I had started a business in 2016. Um, I had started an in-home childcare business um, where I target parents that work non-traditional hours. I'm a single mother 
And I didn't want to put all of the pressure on my mom, like always babysitting my daughter, right? And I knew others was in a position too. We had just in my hometown of Mississippi, uh, we had just got a Nissan factory. And so I target parents that worked that second and third shift. And so I I did childcare services out of my home actually. Um, and so when God told me, okay, it's time for you to move back in 2017, I was like, God, I just started this business here, but it was bittersweet, but I transitioned uh, my business from Mississippi to Houston. And so I just started like doing date nights, weekend care um, for clients here in Houston, right? Because people didn't know me and I had to get my name out there. So when COVID hit, uh, I had to pivot. Wasn't because... no date nights. <laughs> huh? I said, wasn't no date nights. Wasn't nobody wasn't going on nothing, no dates. Right. It was nothing. nothing. People was at home with their kids. And so I had to pivot. And so guys said, go back to the drawing board and i always wanted to be an interior designer i was always into fashion just all of that i always had an eye for it and so i said you know what i'm going to pursue into interior design and so i just started like going to the different stores when things started opening up and blogging and showing them how they can you know design on a budget at raw's home goods um, tg tj maxx so i started getting clients where i can assist them um when start things start back opening up, I started um, helping people design commercial properties, um, their residential properties, uh, Airbnbs. And so um, I love it. I'm going to start back. Um, I'm, I have got great strategy from that. Um, do's and don't in business, you know, it's trial and error with everything. Mm -hmm. But um, I'm, I'm definitely, God said, build a dream team because you need to delegate in the season. You can't do it all alone. Mm. And I felt burnt out. I really feel burnt out with it. I love interior design, but I feel burnt out. And so I'm definitely building a team so we can execute the plan and the vision God gave me. Because he said, April, when you go into those clients' home, you is bringing me with you. And so that was just so strategic and so powerful that he gave me that. And so even with my interior design, um, I'm launching a home collection. So I'll be uh, offering candles, luxury pillows, pillowcases, uh, I mean, pillow sheets. Yeah, bedding sheets, I'm sorry. Um, so it's a lot of things that I'm working with. Um, but yeah, it's called AMG Home Collection. And so I, I just, I feel like it's bigger than me, um, even though that I've been having this vision oh since 2021 and then when my mom transitioned i just kind of put it on hold but i'm definitely like the saying just let's go and let's do it that's the um motivation that's that i model. have right now yeah that's my model for 2024 is that i'm not leaving nothing on the table everything god has for me i am definitely going after it so yeah mm -hmm. I saw a meme on, well, I saw a video on TikTok where it said 2023 was warmer. Yes. 2024 is game time. Oh, yes. Absolutely. Yeah. And I love what you said about building a team around you. Yeah. Because that's something that God had to work with me on, where I had to build a team around me to help me deal with everything that I was doing. Because... Mm with running three or four different podcasts i was doing all of the, the designs i was doing all of the producing i was doing all of the work mm -hmm. and then i got sick mm -hmm. and god was like okay i let you get sick so that i could show you 
you have people around you that are just as capable of doing a lot of this stuff that you've been throwing on your back and you just not letting them do it because you used to doing it on your own. Right, right. So I'm like, okay, God, I'm listening. Look, all right, look, help me out. Look, right. y'all, do this, do this, do this. Look, yeah. you said you're willing to help. Look, I'm surrendering some things. Let's mm-hmm, go. Mm-hmm. Let's get to work. So right. I totally understand what you're saying on that. All mm-hmm. right. So we about to have a little fun now. Okay. Okay. So we know you are best-selling author. We know uh-huh. you do everything in excellence, <laughs> in spirit of excellence. Yes. So we're going to give you, we're going to play a game of this or that. Okay. What that is, is I'm going to give you three names. Okay. And in these three names, you have to decide one to go to dinner with. Okay. One to write a book about. And one to play you in a movie. Okay. All right. So, okay. We're going to start it off with Michelle Obama. So now Latham. Okay. And Whoopi Goldberg. Okay. I would definitely want to have dinner with Michelle Obama, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, just for her wisdom. I, I'll just let it be her company. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, I would definitely write a book about or Whoopi Goldberg. Um, just her life in general. Um, it's just the color purple is out. I definitely want to write just through her process of that, you know, back in the day. <laughs> um, right. And just how she's seeing other authors, I mean, not authors, but other actors now, you know, they're remaking it or reimagining um, the color purple now. Um, mm-hmm. How does she feel? I know that's an honor. Um, so I would definitely love to have, write a book about her. Uh, and of course, and I like that, uh, to play a movie, play me in a movie, because for one, I grew up, you, we grew up on her. Love and Basketball, that was my what? favorite movie. Oh my God. What? But <laughs> you wasn't black if that wasn't your favorite movie. Going right, right. <laughs> and so I just like, oh, I like her. Like, even in every movie that she plays, it's just, she's a great actor. And so I would definitely want her to play me in a movie. Yeah, and if Chanel, if you're listening, look, look, you know, you always been my celebrity wife. Like, you always been my celebrity quest. So, yeah. All right. I can feel that. (laughs) So, okay, we're going to go with Oprah Winfrey. Okay. Nia Long. And hmm, who can I throw in there? Uh, Maya Angelou. Oh, okay. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Made it a little harder on you on this one. I see. Okay. I would definitely <laughs> like to have dinner with Oprah. Okay. Just being, just seeing her career just take off. She's actually from Mississippi too. And so Mississippi, it gives you time to reflect on a life that you want, right? Um, Mm -hmm. And so I would definitely want to get Jules' wisdom from her. Uh, I would definitely write a book, of course. Maya Angelou has paved the way for all of us. (laughs) So uh, I would definitely write a book about her. 
uh, of course, Mia Long is a great actor. I would definitely want her to play me in a movie. She just kill it, whatever scene, whatever capacity. Um, she just kills it. And so, mm-hmm. of course, I can see myself. I can see her playing me. So, yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> see, all right. I'm not mad at you for your picks on that one neither. All right. <laughs> so now I'm about to turn it up a notch. Okay, let's go. We're going to go with Candace Parker. Candace Parker. Okay. All right. Uh, Brittany Griner. Okay. Or last but not least, we're going to go with Aretha Franklin. Aretha Franklin. Okay. Oh, yeah, see. I turned it up a notch on that one. I yeah, turned it up did. a notch on that one. I didn't give you no actor to play you or nothing. I'm like, uh uh-uh, uh, uh uh. Yeah. We're going to turn it up. <laughs> I would like to have dinner with Brittany Griner. Um, just to really sit there and see what her mindset is at now um because we all go through things and i'm hopefully you know through the conversation i will say something along with the grief specialist coach that i am to assist her with whatever she felt you know at that moment at at any type of law store you know even career-wise so i would definitely want to have dinner and will sit and talk with her um yeah mm-hmm. now i got you thinking you like dang hello hello Hello. Okay, I can hear you now. Okay. <laughs> I don't know what a, what we left off. Like I don't know. Okay, okay. Um we was on I got what you said about Brittany Griner. Okay. Okay, so I would definitely write a book on Aretha Franklin just because she's a legend. Um of course I wanna write a book about her. And then I would like Candace Parker to play me in a movie just because of her personality. <laughs> right. So, 
Okay, yeah. okay. I feel that. I feel that. <laughs> we sorry for those technical difficulties for a brief second, you all. But yes. um, okay. So okay, we got two more questions we're gonna go with for you on this front side. Of okay. Things. All right. Hmm. I'm gonna make it a little easier for you on this one. Okay. All right. Uh, Fantasia. Uh huh. Jennifer Hudson. Okay. Or mm, Taraji P. Henson. Oh my God, you made it so hard for me. <laughs> see, I thought that one would be easier. <laughs> but see, no. all three of them are great actresses, too. So. Yes, yes, they are. So, of course, before we even, um, when I seen the questions that you emailed me, um, I was like, oh my God, I want to sit there and talk to Fantasia. Like, Fantasia is just. The all bomb. around the bomb.com her fashion she kills it every time i see her in clothes and mm-hmm. i love fashion um her acting her her voice her love for god i really want to sit and have dinner with her like i really want to meet her one day and I, I do believe um by faith that i will um i would be in the same room with her um i would definitely want to write a book about Taraji, just because of what she opened up and let the world in on the entertaining world and, mm-hmm. you know, as women being underpaid and under just value, you know, and so I would definitely want to write a book and get that out more, sit and talk with her, maybe like a memoir of her life and and basically how she feels um, beyond what we know. And um, I would love for Jennifer Hudson to play me in a movie. Um, I, I have see seen it. her. Yeah, I have seen her as a great actor as well. So, you know, in some place, you know, some platforms that she did act. So, yes. I, I, I'm going to make it a little harder on you again. Okay. We're going to go with Savannah James. Oh, my God. Aisha Carey. Aisha K, okay. Or Gabrielle Ray, Gabrielle Union Ray. Okay. What was the other? Alicia. Alicia. Aisha K, Steph Curry's wife. Okay, yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. Whew. I would definitely want to sit and talk to Savannah James. Like, we're going to have to have dinner and chop it up because. Mm -hmm. She's just a boss. I love it. She's just so classy and just. <laughs> but she's quiet with it. She's quiet, quiet with it. it. I love it. And um, <laughs> I had just put something on social media. I was like, I've been playing it safe, but 2024 is go time. And so she plays it very safe. And I love that about her, right? She she do. She's selling with it, but she she the girl. Um, so I definitely want to have dinner with her. Um, I would like to write a book about Aisha, just because I just want to know. But Gabriel Union? Oh, yeah, she has to play me in a movie. She kills it. Period. Yeah, so. Mm -hmm. Okay, okay, okay. (laughs) All right, so last one. We're going to make it a little harder on you again. This is the very last one. Okay. All right, Sarah Jakes Robbins. Who else can I throw in there? Gail King. Okay. Or 
Regina Hall. Okay. Those are your three. I love Sarah Jakes Roberts. And also, just like Fantasia, I want to one day meet her. Um, I have been to some of her tours and all of that, but just haven't physically talked with her. So I would definitely want to have dinner with her. Um, just because she has overcame and publicly, you know, like as a single mother, teenage mother, she just had overcame and triumphed what statistics said about her. Um, so I would definitely want to have dinner with her. I will write a book about Gail King just because I've mean, already had dinner with Oprah, right? So mm-hmm. it ain't no other choice but to write about Gail. And Regina Hall has to play me, play me in a movie. She she just has to. She she kills it. So yeah, I feel that. I feel that. Yeah, yeah. So last but not least, we're gonna let you go. And but uh, we got two more questions for you. What okay. advice would you give other young ladies that are maybe playing it safe, mm-hmm. but they're tired of playing it safe and they're ready to go after everything that God has told them that they could have? What advice yeah. would you give them? Yeah. Um, some advice that I would give a young lady um, that's playing it safe will be include god in everything that's the first advice include him in everything um oftentimes with me when i had my daughter at 17 and it's so crazy now because next year 2024 she'll be graduating high school she's 17 right now and so the 17 year old me back then being a single mother didn't know how to raise a child and we grew up together God allowed me and my daughter to grow up together Um, I would definitely tell a young person to go after your dreams Um, that the sky we always hear the sky is the limit but literally it is the limit anything in this world whatever you set your mind to you can get it you can have it right um but just be led by God on what he wants you to do. Um, that's the first advice I would give them is to put God first, write the vision and make it plain. Um, in my book, in, in all of my books, basically, I got affirmations and prayers at the back of every time we write a book. Every time I have wrote a book, I always put in affirmations, put in prayers. Um, and I just want, like, affirmations has got me through because in all the times we can have that mindset of growing up and once we reach a capacity, you know, out of poverty or after we sold our soul, like I sold myself out of property where I got, you know, God allowed me to sow my sow myself out. So like S-O-W. Um, mm-hmm. And so <clears throat> once you get to a level where God is blessing you, you feel like, oh my God, is this really happening to me? Or I'm not worthy of what God has allowed mm-hmm. me. You know, like this false, um, false humility. You know, like God, why me? You know, when all these things are happening, but why not you? And so, I would definitely say, walk and be confident in who you are. Like, it was times where I knew what I wanted to do. I knew what God had told me to do, right? But the lack of support, I felt like 
or the lack of finances. And I know God said that when he give you a vision, he'll give you the provision. But I was looking in and at the natural. And so I don't want nothing to stop a young lady that's playing it safe, you know, like go after network. Um, I networked myself when I came to Houston, I networked myself, got my name out there, started talking to people. I was, I'm very uh, introvert. Um, I love to be at home, chilling with the door closed, like, you know what I'm saying? Just <laughs> laying in my bed. But right. what God has called me to do, I have to talk to people. I have to network. I have to get, you know, and with peer, you know, with peer motives. Um, and so I know God is going to restore the area in me. And I've been praying for him to send me like-minded people, send me kingdom people, um, women especially, to us to navigate through this. Um, so I would definitely say network. Um, what is another advice? Know that you're worthy of that room and that space, a capacity that he have you in. It could be 100 people doing credit repair. It could be 100 people doing tax. It could be 100 people uh, what doing interior design. But God has called you. And so I know he has an audience for you specifically. Um, so just stand on that. You know how people say stand on business. Stand on the fact that if God got you in that room or in that capacity, nobody, nobody can take that away from you. Do know that. Um, and also, um, don't let yourself be your limitation take the limits off um it was oftentimes where like i said earlier i felt like i wasn't worthy of what i was going into or this would never work for me like god has given me visions and even the other day if i want to be transparent i was sitting there and then some things that has happened in my life right um where i'm like god what's next and i was i remember remembering trying to give up and um, I had texted some of my close friends and I said, I give up. Like, I can't, I don't, I can't see myself coming from this. And um, I was sitting there crying and just trying to, you know, go back into depression. And God starts speaking to me and he said, I'm with you. Mm. Um, I'm with you through this. <laughs> And I know a lot of people has went through transition and experienced great loss this year and things didn't turn out where they wanted, you know, to be. And it's really just what two more days left in this year. It starts now, you know, your mindset. It's supposed to have been started, but if you want to start today, changing your mindset and affirming, letting God affirm that you're supposed to be, you are exactly where. I want you. Nothing has caught God by surprise. Some of my friends, you know, I'm always the encourager. I'm always there for others. Um, and I needed them at that moment. So for me to be transparent and say, I give up or I don't think I can see it through, through God showed me in a matter of 24 hours that he's still good. He's still good. He's still God. And that he has me right where he want me. And so even though I don't understand or upset because I'm going through something, you know, similar to what I've been through. Um, it's something that he's trying to work in me. And so I would just say, stand on the fact that God is still with you, but also that you don't have to be limit. You don't have to limit yourself and what is see your expectations. 
So yeah, I think that's the advice that I would definitely leave with others. I like that. I like all of that. I like that. So last but not least, okay. number one, what is next for you? And number okay. two, we want you to tell my listeners okay. where they can find you at. And okay. once again, we thank you again for taking some time out of your busy day to come on and bless our podcast with these words of wisdom and all of this that you're doing. We appreciate you. Absolutely. And I want to first thank you for the opportunity to even come on your uh, platform. I don't count it lightly at all. So thank you for having me today. It was very fun. Um, I haven't did an interview. I had said, I was like, I ain't doing nothing else to 2024. But when God is in the midst of it, I, I have to be obedient. And so I'm so honored. I don't count it lightly at all. Um, what's next for me? Hmm. That's a question. And when you said it, I started thinking, like, what is next for me? Um, I know in the next couple of days, I'm definitely going to be reflecting on just this year. Mm-hmm. Um, just this year. <laughs> this year has been a year for me. Um, Haven't all been good. People see the success. And oftentimes, some of my mentors and, you know, coaches that I have, even my therapist, they was like, you have to be more vulnerable for people can relate to you. Like they see the success, but they don't see the hell that you go through. They don't see what you had to encounter to get there, right? And so I'm, I really, for the next couple of days, I really want to reflect on what God has brought me through, me and my daughter. Um, what's next? I'm definitely going to do a vision board. Um, I just like, I love visual. I like to see things, you know, like I have to see it. And and God had allowed, he has dealt with me with God. Until I see it, I'll believe you. And so he had to help me with my unbelief. Um, so, But I'm a visual person. So I'm definitely going to create a vision board on some type of structure, some type of um, discipline or something that I can see to get me through 2024. Um, what's next is just allowing God to be him. Um, I know he's really dealing with me now with healing. He's also dealing with me with I want you to stay focused on me, April. Like, don't look around, see what everybody's doing. Um, you create, you know, you in this on your own lane. You ride your own ways. And so that's really what's next for me. Just being obedient, more consistent. Um, and I feel like once you have God at the center and the head of everything, everything else runs smoothly. Like, I know a lot of people like, April, you have so many businesses. You do so much. How do you get through? Your mother, you this, you that. And I said, it's really God. I had to find yeah. discipline and I had to find balance with him. And I feel like whenever he's in anything, it goes smoothly. Like I'm not forcing anything. I'm just allowing him to be him. Um, so yeah, that's what's next for me and where people can find me. Basically on social media platforms, we're on Facebook, it's April Marche. That's M-A-R-S-H-E-A. That's my middle name. I use um, April Marche. But I also have businesses um, um, businesses pages on there. A.M. Green, and that's the E.M. Green Enterprise. Um, that's the page. A.M.G. Interior Designs. Um, home Away From Home Extended Care Business on that page. And then I have A.M.G. Home Collection. Now on Instagram, it's the same thing. Um, AMG Interior 
in interior designs, AM Green Enterprise, and Home Away From Home Extended Care is on IG, Instagram. Um, but I do have a link tree and I will send it to you. This is long. I don't really know the actual um, URI for that. I think it's April Green. Um, but yeah. I will definitely send it to you. Um, yeah, but they, they'll, they'll find me, look, even on the Pastor Kobe page, that's how we kind of connected is through Pastor Kobe. So Pastor Kobe. Y'all wasn't even going to bring that up. I was not going to bring that up. Y'all, so, y'all don't even know. As soon as I booked this interview with her, tell me why this man that went on my page and then liked a bunch of stuff. I'm like, see, you done got me in trouble. So Kobe thinks that I'm his wife, everybody that's listening. And we'll watch mm-hmm. the replay. Um, he really believed that. He he do. And uh, with all just aside, Kobe has has gotten me through some things, you know, just through laughter, through encouraging yes. me. Even when he calls me. Um, he called me yesterday, actually, and I was busy. And so he's like, just call me back. And so Kobe is really, um, truly a gift from God. Like, if you know his testimony outside of all the jokes. Um, but if he know I was on your platform today, he gonna be like, "Who is that? <laughs> who 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 wanted to interview you or whatever?" But um, so we mm-hmm. we connected through Kobe. I'm grateful for the connection. Um, like I said again, thank you for allowing me to be on your podcast today. I don't care like lightly. No, no, no problem, no problem. And like I said, because of you and the other lady that I had on in last week. I've officially mm-hmm. entitled the month, the rest of this month and the month of January boss month because okay. in all honesty with you two, y'all have set the bar high and uh, I can definitely tell like what God is about to do. So yeah. until further notice, it's going to be boss month. That's okay. what we're going to call the rest of these interviews. So I appreciate you taking some time out, coming Absolutely. on. And we appreciate you, and uh, you all definitely stay tuned because we have some more great things coming for you very shortly. God bless. Peace.